Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Tall, Dark, and Random. My name is Nicholas Grooms, and it's great to see you all back here listening to the podcast that's going to try to get you somewhere between self-help and self-loathing if we're lucky. Uh, we just want to make you guys feel better about your bad days, feel better about your anxiety, your stress, your grief, whatever you may have going on in life. It really doesn't matter what's going on. We all have a minute to sit down and laugh and uh, realize that life isn't so bad, and that's going to be the name of the show today. Uh, this uh, show is a very, very de- near and dear to my heart, and it came uh, out of a little idea I had a few days ago. I uh, actually went to Springfield, Missouri to cover a WWE event, um, and I kind of had some bad experiences on the way there, uh, and, and also while I was there, um, and it was more so my own brain and my own mental, uh, my own mental things that were kind of messing with me, but, uh, let, let me kind of elaborate on it, because what I'm gonna do right after I elaborate on this is I'm gonna play a little clip I made, I'd actually recorded this as soon as I got home from the event, and I was uh, really, really kind of deep in my thoughts and, you know, wasn't feeling too good about myself at the time. But I feel that's very important to air. But I didn't want to start on a on a down note. So I thought I would record this little bit at the beginning of the show to kind of let you know where it's going. And kind of let you know that it was just how I was feeling in the moment. And I, I want to be 100% real with you guys all the time on this show. And uh, while I make you laugh, I want you to take some something away from this and see that there's little heart to every situation and that we're all people and we all like have experiences no matter, you know, experiences both good and bad no matter who we are. You know, I think some people look at, you know, others and think that they have a very easy life and that, you know, it, it's all, you know, flowers and daisies and, 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 you know, little girls blowing dandelions and cute things all the time, but it isn't, you know. Behind uh, everything I've ever done, there's a great deal of struggle, and uh, none has ever been worse than the fact that I have been a heavy person since I was I was young, and uh, you know dealing with my weight issues has always been something that uh, I've had a rough time with. And we're gonna play a little clip right now, and I'm gonna kind of uh, say about that. What I'm gonna say about this is this. Uh, I was very up in my feelings at the time when I made this little thing. So at first I sound droll and terrible. But uh, also, what what the story is going to entail is this. I had basically gone to a restaurant earlier in the day. And I, you know, have found restaurants you need to be very uncomfortable as a big man my entire life. You know, it seems like everyone wants you to sit on a small chair or, you know an oddly shaped bench or, you know, I hate sitting at high top tables. You know, I'm six foot two. And if I'm sitting up so high, my feet are dangling. I'm very uncomfortable. And uh, I've always been uncomfortable. You know, if it's not a booth or, you know, a sturdy chair, I'm going to be uncomfortable the whole meal. You know, it's very hard for me as a big man to eat in restaurants all the time. I do not like it. And then on the other, you know, the other hand, I feel like people are watching me sometimes while I eat because I'm a big guy. But that wasn't the problem on this day. The problem was I had seen a couple people look at me and kind of laugh and kind of snicker and talk to each other. And it it was first at the restaurant we ate at before the show and then a couple of times at the show. And uh, I came to find out later when I kind of opened up about this that they weren't laughing at me. They were laughing at my shirt. They were laughing at – I had a Vince McMahon – uh, T-shirts, the owner of the WWE, and he's, uh, it's like a mug shot on the front, and it turned out that everyone was laughing at the shirt and thought it was a cool shirt, 
And uh, I had turned that, I had let that entire couple of minutes of my day uh, where people were snickering ruin my day. And it really got me up in the feels. And I'm going to play a little clip from it right now. And uh, as soon as we're done playing this clip, uh, Addison Morgan's going to come on the program and we're going to kind of talk about uh, weight and exercise. Like Addison has really, really, really uh, done a lot to get himself into shape and has uh, helped a lot of his friends stay accountable. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Addison, I probably wouldn't be as far along as I am with it. But uh, we're going to bring him on the show. We're going to talk about that. And then uh, I have one announcement before we go forward in the show. I have replaced something in the show today. We were supposed to have Rachel Carlin on with uh, Hotel Horror Stories and Jet Moran kind of telling his little, uh, giving his story and, and uh, you know, playing one of his new tracks. But uh, I, I kind of got behind this week, uh, this weekend, putting the first show together. And uh, I, I kind of uh, shirked a lot of my commitments, my work commitments and things like that to get the first show online in time. And, uh, I kind of had to catch that up today. So I really don't have time to, uh, do the guest spots like I wanted to, but we will have them here at a later date. And, uh, in exchange, I think I'm going to bring some funny for you guys today. And I'm going to read a story for you guys that kind of goes along with our, uh, weight issue episode, uh, today and it's a story from uh, a christmas book i wrote it was a christmas companion book to my book me myself and i hate you it was a book called saint nicholas i only made a hundred copies of this uh book and sold them in my web store for a little bit they sold out very very quickly and uh a lot of you didn't get to read this story so i'm gonna read it to you today on the program it'll be the last thing on the show today i also want to thank spoken nerd for the amazing song grocery store which you're gonna hear later on in the program as well but right now uh you're gonna hear me a few days ago i think that this recording i made is about a week old it's me all up in my feels and uh it's all about my weight issues so uh hear me ramble about that and then immediately after we're gonna have addison morgan on the program it's gonna be a great show thank you guys for tuning into the first episode Episode, making it such success and uh, hopefully the second episode dropping this week is gonna do it for you and tide you guys over until next week uh but anyway here it is right now nicholas grooms all up in his chunky boy feels right here on tall dark and random Hey everybody, uh, you're listening to Tall, Dark, and Random. My name is Nicholas Grooms. Um, I'm kind of not myself today, so please just don't be taken back by my uh, lack of enthusiasm. The program is still going to be fantastic. But uh, like I tell you, man, for better or for worse, I'm going to do this show every week. And uh, sometimes you're not going to get the best of me, but sometimes the worst of me is the best of me as far as uh, content so maybe today you'll be feeling the content a little bit, and I'm sure some of you listening can relate, man. Right now, I've had a really bad day kind of dealing with my social anxiety because of my size, you know? I think, like, being a big guy is hard for me some days. Like, it's really hard for me, and and I've really struggled with, with weight loss and weight gain, and, you know, I'm not even going to lie to you, man. I'm the Kirstie Alley of this shit. Like, I will lose more weight than anyone could ever believe and then put back on more weight than anyone can ever believe. And I just teeter-totter between, you know, Kirstie Alley and Look Who's Talking to Kirstie Alley and Fat Actress. And, you know, it's depressing, man. It's just one of those things, like, I just feel like I have the willpower and, and the, you know, motivation to do anything in life except this, you know, 
it's frustrating. And I really, really feel like um, I'm having a self-conscious day. It's one of those things. I have a nervous tick that I, I, I always know when I'm, I'm like really feeling bad about my weight in public. Because anytime anyone looks at me, and you know, they're probably not even talking talking about me half of the time but if i see their eyes meet me and then they say something to someone else i'm like they're they know i'm fat they're they're commenting on it but my nervous tick is always to pull my shirt down a little lower you know like i always feel like they can see my gut they can see my belly button and it's just this weird place i go you know and i buy my shirts like a size or two too big all the time and then I see pictures of myself, and I'm like, man, you're swimming in that thing. You look ridiculous. But I'd rather be swimming in my shirt than have the world see my gut. And it's just uh, one of those things I'm feeling today, and I know I'm doing my tick a lot. Um, I was out in public, and I, I didn't like it. You know, My social anxiety is one of those things. Like if I'm playing a show or you know, performing somewhere or I'm, I'm, I'm slinging books or you know, hanging around people who are into my art, then I'm cool, man. Like, I have a great time, and I can be social, and I can smile and hug people and shake hands and, you know, just be in the moment. But if it's somewhere, it's like a dinner I have to go to with my lady for, you know, her friend's weddings or something, I just feel like I'm this awkward turd just sitting somewhere, you know, nodding at people as they go by or like the hey this is Nicholas and I'm like oh hey, what's up and then I go find the bar as quickly as possible like I don't know I struggle so badly with it and I'm I'm really 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 struggling with it today and uh, we're going to have Addison on here in a minute and uh he I'm going to talk to him about this a little bit because he knows man Addison's also been a heavy guy at one point but he's really like coming to his own and he's lost a ton of weight and he's like the beacon of freaking health now and, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't even be as far in my journey as I am without that. But I don't know, man. I just, I go out in the world and I don't feel like it's a big man's world. I don't feel like they want me there. I, I just feel like, uh, you know, Bigfoot out of his cave walking around and everyone's taking pictures of me and putting them on the internet, you know. <laughs> I just feel like in, in such a time where there's so many people being body positive online that are being combated by trolls telling us that we're ugly pieces of shit while they don't even have a picture of themselves on there. It's like, anytime anyone's ever called me fat online, I'll go click on their page, and their picture's always like a picture of their truck, or a Los Angeles Dodgers logo, or, you know, whatever NASCAR events coming up, or a picture of their dog. It's like, they know they're hideous human beings also, so... They feel the need to mask that with the fact that they have a dog, a truck, or a favorite team. So I don't know. I just feel like, you know, people are trying to be body positive online all the time, and I love that. But then I go out in the world, and I don't feel like that this is a big person's world at all, you know? Nine out of ten stores don't clo carry clothes in my size, you know? I've got to go to, like, casual mail to get, you know... Which is actually, you know, I, I will say this, though. I'm a small at casual mail, I think. <laughs> like, I feel a lot better going in there. But at the same time, it's like I'm overpaying for a t-shirt or a pair of shorts. And it doesn't stop there, man. It's like restaurants are even worse. 
you know, I, I went to this, I went to like a, a, a Mexican joint, I think the other day in Springfield, I was up in Springfield, uh, for the WWE event and we stopped to get some food at a Mexican place and the chair, man, it's like I go in there and it's like this entire restaurant has been done to look like a goddamn like steampunk art project. And that's what I'm sitting on, you know? I feel like I'm sitting on, like, something that the woman in Beetlejuice designed. It's just like, I, I don't get it. I don't understand that. Like, I, you know, I'm a big man. I don't, I want to sit on a chair or a sturdy bench or in a booth, you know? I don't want to come in and, like, sit on something that, you know, Picasso made. I, I don't get it. It just looks like a Tim Burton project. And, and I, I didn't like that at all. You know, it's, it's not even, it doesn't even stop there, man. And it's like I go into any fast food place now and they're all trying to be innovative and make it look different. Like Taco Bell is just as guilty, you know. It looks like a freaking goddamn Frida Kahlo painting in there now. I, I don't understand it, you know. At least they have booths, though. Colorful, weird booths that are odd-shaped, but they have booths. McDonald's is the worst culprit of them all, though, you know, and... and I think it's probably good that the inside is that way. But I went into McDonald's one day and I just walk in there and I'm like, when did the whole place become the fucking play place? Pardon that. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to drop F-bombs on the show. That's what I'm one, the one I'm trying to not do. But God, man, I go in there and it's like, I order a Big Mac. It's like, I'm a big man ordering a Big Mac and a big drink. So where do I want to sit down and eat it? Probably in a booth or at a table. Not at a, not on a freaking yoga ball, you know? And I felt like that's what I was sitting on. It was like a plush yellow bench with, like, a table the size of a flight tray on an airplane. It was just uncomfortable. It's like they're like, hey, we sell food for people like you, but we don't want you to eat it here, you know? So I don't know, man. I'm just having one of those days. I'm feeling very down, very not like myself. But I wanted to record this and kind of let you know that this is how I feel a lot of time. A lot of the time when I go out. So if you see me and I'm not very social, it's just I'm just very like insecure, and I'm just not feeling good about being out. I feel like there's eyes on me all the time, you know. That like someone's going to hang a sign on me at some point and start offering rides on me for two dollars, like I will carry two of your children down the street. Like a giant camel. And that's how I feel a lot of the time. But I, I feel it's important to like address this on the podcast because I think a lot of you guys out there are dealing with the same thing. You know, maybe your tick isn't pulling your shirt down. You know, maybe you wear you drown yourself in, in a hoodie and sweats or you maybe you don't eat in front of people. Maybe you have a stigma about that, you know, and I don't know. I, I we all have our things. And this is, this is definitely one of mine. And I can't wait to get Addison on here, man. I can't wait to talk to him about this a little bit. Because we don't really like, you know, I think it's going to be cool because we've never had a conversation about this. You know, your friends are your friends, but sometimes there's things you hide from your friends. And I think this is something that I need to stop hiding from my friends and uh, address. So uh, hopefully this has been a little helpful to you. And hopefully this has got the little monkey in your brain, sure, the little hamster, I guess, not a monkey. Monkeys don't run on wheels little hamster in your brain churning the monkey's what i'll carry on my shoulder while i'm giving people rides but anyway we're going to talk to addison here in a minute about this whole deal but if uh, you're feeling like this too and you want to send a, a voicemail to the show just uh, send me an email hit me up on social media the email is tall dark and random podcast 
at gmail.com. That's tall, dark, and random podcast, all spelled out at gmail.com. Or hit me up on social media <clears throat> at Nicholas Grooms on Twitter or at official Nicholas Grooms on, on uh, Instagram. And uh, I will get you a link where you can leave a, a voicemail. You can leave it completely anonymous if you'd like. Or you can say your name and, and state your story because I think we all are feeling this type of way sometimes. A little insecure. And uh, mine's off the charts today. But uh, we're going to be back here in just a minute talking to Addison about this. Uh, you're listening to Tall, Dark, and Random. Right now, we are joined by my good friend and co-host of this show, Addison Morgan. Addison, how are you? What's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I've been better, apparently, according to the beginning segment of this show, where I was very sad about being chunky. And I, I was kind of glad I was, though, because it's uh, something I deal with pretty regularly and I kind of just hide it from the world and I, I ignore it a lot of the time but I thought what a better person to talk to than Addison who will both give me some advice and rip me at the exact same time <laughs> yeah, I'm very multifaceted <laughs> so the gist of things for me is you know when I met you we were both a little heavier you know or I was I was less heavy actually but you were heavier and Somewhere along the line, you just got super into fitness and, like, you know, found this motivation. And, and, and I just want to know, like, where where did that come from? So, I think in, like, 2004, um, Zack Snyder, Party Man, and, oh gosh, who else? A few other of us started playing tennis. We randomly picked up the sport of tennis. We started playing literally every night during summer vacation. And uh, just doing that alone um, dropped a whole bunch of weight. And so I kind of got that taste of how, how good that felt to lose that weight. And so at the time, we weren't really working out or doing anything other than playing tennis. So Party Man and I decided that we wanted to start lifting weights and we didn't really know what to do we started reading muscle and fitness magazines and trying to replicate these major bodybuilding workouts that we had no business even trying <laughs> and so we did that for a while and, and uh, I just kind of stuck with it um, as I kind of went through college I, I fell off a little bit but um it's just been kind of an up and down type deal, but I think just it's just something that's very therapeutic for me, and so it, it feels good to to work out, and that's kind of how I can relieve any stressors or anything going on. It kind of gives me that outlet for that hour or however long to just feel better, and it's it's very cool to to see the changes in your body. And also very cool to to see the mental changes that go through um, your mind as you kind of start to feel better and start to look better. Yeah, see, my thing is is staying motivated. You know, I, I I've like gotten to the point where I think I lost forty or fifty pounds at one point, and I mean it's a lot easier to lose that much when you're a guy my size, you know. But 
it's just like, I, I think it comes to the point where I hit a wall, you know, it's like I, I go from losing five or six pounds a week to, you know, half a pound or one pound, and like sometimes nothing at all, and it, I just am like, ah, good enough, screw it, you know, and I don't know if it's just, it's not so much me, I want to do it, but then my mind is like, nah, whatever, you know, you can gain it back, you'll lose it, whatever. I mean, how, how do you, like, I mean, what do you recommend as far as, like, staying motivated? Yeah, so I'm not a huge proponent of the scale because I do that too, and my weight fluctuates a lot. So I can see um, a two to three pound increase one day, and then see like a four or five pound loss the next day. So I don't, I don't really, in my own personal opinion, trust the validity of scales so much. And I base things kind of how I feel at this point because I'm older now. I'm not a I'm not a supreme athlete by any means, so I'm just trying to work out to feel better and work out to just um, to look better, I guess, um, to sound kind of vain. But as far as motivation goes, uh, you just kind of have to have to find it. You have to find a, a why. Like, why are you doing it? Because it's, it's easy to just sit on the couch and eat a bunch of food and not do anything. That's easy. There's, there's nothing hard about that. You don't have to do a single thing except shove food in your mouth and go to the bathroom every once in a while. Oh, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. Oh. Yeah, but, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like you have a why for that, just like you could have a why for getting up off the couch. And whether it's walking around the block two times or whether it's running a marathon, People like to compare what other people are doing and say, well, you know, this guy's doing this, but I'm only doing this. And I think we lose focus as to our individual goals because we start looking at people who are leaps and bounds more dedicated or more um, more able to devote four or five, six hours to a gym and be able to have a, a personal chef at their disposal to fix all of the foods that align with their goals. And the reality is that you just have to find a reason why you want to lose weight. Right. And see, like, I, I think that's a big thing with me. It's like I feel so, like, not dedicated compared to other people, you know. I'll see people online. I got friends who, like, uh, you know, I'll see their snaps as early as, like, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning, and they're, like, headed to the gym. And I'm just, like, headed to bed, you know. <laughs> right. It's, like, uh, I don't know. It just kind of makes me feel like I'm, I'm slacking off. And, uh, you know, I just want to know, like, early on in your, like, your weight loss, like, what was the one, like, your one big motivation? You know, I think early on I set micro goals, if that makes sense. So I had an end goal. Like, if I wanted to lose 20 pounds or if I wanted to reduce my body mass index from, like, 30% to 20%, then I would just use that as fuel to chip away and kind of set benchmarks for myself to say, okay, well, um, I want to lose X amount of weight at the end, but let me break it down into this month or two month increment and say, after two months, I want to have at least 25% of that uh, eliminated. 
so it makes it makes the end goal so much easier whenever you're kind of looking at all these smaller goals that you can check the box and say well did that move on did this move on move on and then eventually you're there to where you have that uh that end goal in sight and then it just helps you to kind of push you push you harder to get to that that end result so just stuff like that and and i'll tell you right now like there was a time where i got down to one of my uh skinniest levels i think i was down to like 180 pounds and this was just because i had a huge support system around me and there was a whole bunch of us working out kind of doing the same thing um at once and so that that certainly helped to have someone there to hold me accountable and say hey we're working out at noon today and you better be there and it's just it's something mentally that says don't let your teammate down and don't let let your friends down if they say that they're going to be there at noon then you need to be there too so that for me helps a lot just to have someone else there to say get your butt to the gym because otherwise i could easily just stay home and do nothing how much of this is like, uh, in your opinion, is like eating? You know, uh, I know there's people who are just so gung ho, like I'm just gonna be vegan. I'm just gonna do like keto. I'm gonna stick to that. But then I know people who the workout and then eat Taco Bell and still somehow like, <laughs> like look fantastic. And I, I don't, I don't really know where to like put the pin on that chart there. Cause I mean, I'm one of those like I can eat pretty well, and that's not really the issue. It's just that I just kind of like drift out of it and lays out of it so I, I didn't know like if you had any opinions on like what's popular what what everyone's doing like as far as the keto thing especially you know it's like i think that's the one i hear the most about like what are your opinions on on those kind of things so i did um back in the day uh i was a vegetarian for like six months i know you you remember that time uh, i was eating like a surplus of boca burgers and um, probably passing out PETA literature, but, um, you know, I've, I've done a, I've done a few, I've done paleo, I've, I've counted macros just, uh, and honestly, I, I don't, it's hard to pinpoint. It's hard to, I don't have any scientific touch to say what's, what's better because everybody's body is going to adapt differently to the foods that they're putting in. And I think if you have to just kind of, I don't know, I, I've never been a proponent to say that um, working out is more important than nutrition and vice versa, because I think, I think nutrition is more important just for the simple fact that I can see the difference in, in my workouts. If I eat like crap, then I can supplement that with a crappy workout. Um, and the same, same thing, if I eat well, then I feel better and I feel like I can sustain more uh, during a workout. But as far as diets go, I, I'm kind of to a point now where I'm just, I'm not trying to read a book and say, okay, now I have to do paleo. Now I have to be vegan. Now I have to do keto. Um, I think it's just kind of just knowing what you're eating and eating real foods and not I don't know. You you've probably heard the uh, the example that people say when you're at the store, 
that you need to shop on the out, outer perimeter of the store because that's where all the real foods are. And everything on the inner perimeter is just all the garbage, all the cereals, all the ice cream, all the all the stuff that we love but will wreak havoc on our body. Right. So this is kind of like an individual thing. Like you just kind of have to find something that works for you. Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I, I could say that paleo worked for me because it did, but that doesn't mean that it would work for you. That doesn't mean that you taking in all of that protein and, and restricting your carbohydrate intake significantly is going to work for you. Um, and I, I, I just, it's so individualized. And I think just by kind of trying all of these different diets, it's just, it's, it's hard for me to say what would be the best for each individual. Right. When, uh, when you were heavier back in the day, like, did you ever have like a situation where, you know, it made you kind of feel odd and like, like, for example, like at the beginning of the show, uh, I kind of have this, I explain, I kind of have this tick I do when I uh, have like uh, an, an issue in, in public where I think people are talking about my weight. And it's this thing that I always do. I, I've always bought my shirts two sizes too big or a size too big. So it's lengthy. And then I do this other thing where I start to like pull it down. So I, I always think people are looking at my gut. So I, I always pull down on my shirt. And did you ever have like a situation like that where you had like a mental block or some kind of like nervous tick that you would do when you were, you know, feeling self-conscious or anything like that? Um, I, you know, I really appreciated winter because I could hide under hoodies <laughs> and, um, I mean, that was, that was big. And so I always said to myself, okay, well, once winter's over, I'm going to get in shape. So by summer I'll be able to wear normal t-shirts and, and I won't have to, worry about what other people are, are saying and you know I've never no one's ever said anything to my face about my weight and uh, I've never had I've never had that feeling that people are talking about me but mentally you just feel based on what you see in the mirror you just feel like people are doing that all the time and you just feel like you're the you're the biggest piece of garbage in the world because um because of the way that you you see yourself in the mirror, and so uh, to, to answer the question, I don't I don't think I necessarily had any ticks or any type of of weird reactions to when people thought when I thought people were um, talking about me, but I definitely carried around that self conscious attitude that um, I wasn't in shape and that people were making fun of me if they saw me working out or running or whatever the case may be. Yeah, see, I, th I think I was the exact same way because when I was younger, that was pretty much me too, just a hoodie, you know, all the time or, you know, baggy clothes and I thought it was fine and then I think it just kind of developed as I got a little older. But uh, do you have any advice for, like, overcoming, like, the mental block of this? Because, I mean, I kind of deal with mine with humor. You know, it's kind of the the adage from 8 Mile, you know, if you beat someone to the punchline then they're going to, they're not going to have any ammunition to use against you. So, I mean, I've kind of used humor and I've kind of used, you know, my writing and whatever to like, you know, combat it. But it would be nice to like have, you know, for, to give the listeners, you know, something to hang their hat on with it. Cause it's like, not everyone can do, 
do what I'm doing, you know, and be open about, be this open, you know, is there like a trick, like maybe keeping a diary or anything like that? You know, I, I've always, I've always thought that by beating yourself down, it's very counterproductive in what you're trying to accomplish. And it only, only makes that journey harder because you don't have that mental clarity to say, all right, so this is day one. I need to get up and move. I mean, that's it. It's, it's nothing. There's no special recipe for the first day that you ever work out. And if you don't know what to do, then there's tons of articles on online or there's tons of magazines or you can ask, shoot, you can ask me if you want. Um, but it's just a matter of trying to, the mental game is so much harder than the actual physical game, I think, because that that mental game is what tells you if you're going to work out, what, what tells you if you if you are feeling good about yourself today or if you're feeling bad or if you're feeling guilty because you ate um, a whole bag of zebra care or a whole box of zebra cakes um, or if you ate a salad so I, I think really you have to get that mind right so that you can get everything in order in order to kind of get yourself on that track and get yourself starting to check those boxes and get moving in the other direction and you know, I've, I've started and stopped thousands of programs, and I've worked out and stopped working out tons of times, and it's super frustrating, and it bugs me a lot that I sometimes fall off that consistency wagon, but I always have the ability to get back on there, and I don't look at it as like a failure in my eyes and say, well, you know, you were at this point six months ago and now you can't do what you did six months ago because you stopped working out and that's just not fair to yourself because the past is the past for a reason you have to you have to look where you're at right now and move forward otherwise you're just going to continue to just rely on what happened in the past and how you were so much better then and and look at yourself now it's just you really have to just dial in and just take it one day at a time because it's not an overnight success story. You can't take a magic pill and be the fittest person in the world by Monday. It's something that takes time and you actually have to work at it. Right. Well, I appreciate that, man. You know, it's like I, I never really looked at it from that perspective as far as like what I'm doing as far as like beating myself down and, and, it's just like, I guess it's kind of one of those things where, you know, even if you're joking about it, there's a truth to a little bit of truth to every joke. So, you know, maybe my goal needs to be being better to myself. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, the opinion that matters the most is yours. People can say what they want and they can think what they want, but they have no idea other than what they see on the surface, what's actually going on. They don't know if you've been working out for a year. They don't know if you are working out for the first day in your life. And so I think people get so caught up on other people's opinions and other people's perceptions, and they build this image of what they think they should look like and how they should look like these magazine models and these people on TV. But the reality of it is like, 
especially at our age, is it's not so much about how many muscles we can grow and how how uh, how fast we can run a mile. It's more about just you know preparing yourself for the longevity of life because we've we've surpassed 25. I mean, quarter of our lives are are done, and so it's important now to just maintain and just to be healthy and just to be able to have that uh, ability to last into our 80s. Yeah, and see, like, I see it from a completely different perspective, like, than that right now. It's like, I'm a heavier guy. Like, I really need to do something about it because odds are, you know, my father was 58 and he was much more fit than me and he had a heart attack. So it's like, I, the way I look at it right now is my life's probably half over. If, you know, maybe more than half over at this point, if I don't, you know, find some something that works and stick to it. And uh, Addison, I really appreciate you stopping by and like giving us that perspective. And uh, I just want to let everyone know right now, if you guys want to write in and be on the program and talk to us about this stuff, uh, send me an email at tall, dark and random podcast at gmail.com. That's tall, dark and random podcast. Or you can hit me up at official Nicholas Grooms on Instagram or at Nicholas Grooms on Twitter. And Addison, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram as well. That's my only platform I roll with. It's at Addison, A-D-D-I-S-O-N, away, A-W-E-I-G-H. All right, yeah, hit up Addison there. Addison would probably know way more about this than I would, but if you just want to get to the show and come on here and share your story, or you'd like to get a link to uh, be able to call into the show and leave us a voicemail and kind of tell your story, we'd love to hear it. You know, I, I, Addison, I don't think this is going to be the last of uh, this conversation because uh, as of right now, you know, like this, this is something, like I said, it's been really weighing on my heart the last uh, last year at least. You know, it's like I really know I need to get it together and I'm so start and stop and I need to figure out how to not just like sit here in neutral. I need to get the vehicle moving. And I, I always appreciate the advice. And uh, we're going to you got any thoughts on that? The thoughts to leave them with before we get you off the program here? Well, I think it would be pretty cool if we did a follow up show in a few months to see if uh, some things are in motion and and some things have changed in your uh, workout regimen and your dieting. I think that would be super cool to see that happen. Um, as far as as far as some final moments, no, uh, absolutely hit me up if if uh, you have some questions. I mean, I'm not I'm not an expert at everything. I don't claim to know everything. I'm not a scientist, but I'm certainly. Uh, I will be an absolute good um, asset if you if you have questions or you need anything from me. I'm I'm more than happy to answer. All right, and we're gonna do that, you guys. Uh, it takes a great deal of humility, and I just want you to know, for me to talk about my weight issues, it's kind of a lifelong thing for me. And you know, I've been heavy since I would say probably seventh or eighth grade, and maybe even a little bit before that. So. If you guys are feeling some type of way like this, uh, you you have ticks or you wear heavy clothes all the time, you know, you you're like Addison said you're anxious for it to be winter, hit us up, you know. We we want to tell your story. This is your podcast as much as ours. Today's story is called You Pizza Shit by Nicholas Grooms from the Me, Myself, and I Hate You companion book, St. Nicholas. Thank you for calling Pizza House. 
What can we set you up with today? The happy man on the phone spieled. I smiled my fat boy smile and began to place my order. After smoking weed with my next door neighbor, this was a call I made at least twice a week. I capped that sentence off by adding that these were the two years of my life I gained the most weight, and I've spent the last few years working my ass off to get back down with mixed results. Thank you to the various pizza locations surrounding this particular apartment for years of agony and money wasted at Anytime Fitness. On this particular day, I'd called a brand new place that had just opened around the corner. My usual go-to was this hole-in-the-wall Domino's location down the road, but an odd driver who often brought my pies was a great reason to try absolutely anywhere else. The Domino's driver was a short Indian guy with glasses whom we invited in to take a shot the first time we'd ever met him. He was hesitant at first, but was lured in when he realized our female friends were hanging out and wanted him to do the same. Peer pressure at its absolute finest. After that, he would always look for his token beer, shot, or toke every time he rang my doorbell. That, or he always wanted a hug from the girls if they were visiting. It became a problem. This all factored in the day I chose to call the pizza house. All right, sir. I have your name and order in. Will you be paying with cash or a card? He asked happily. Cash, I said as I fumbled the money out of my wallet, making sure I had enough for a tip before committing to the option. And can we get your address, sir? He said. I looked up and froze in my tracks. Uh Uh-oh, I thought. I was so fucking baked that I had completely blanked my address. I fumbled the idea to my wallet and realized I hadn't changed it in the time since I'd moved from my previous home. You don't have it in your computer, sir? I asked the man. Um, this is your first time calling, sir, so I apologize, but I do not, he said, being a true sport. I hadn't even considered this. Sometimes I'm just as bad, if not worse, than the people that I write about. It's 2350-something, I whispered under my breath. I couldn't hear that, sir. Can you please repeat it? He asked. I apologize, man. I just moved in. Let me go look real quick, I lied. I'd actually lived there for months, but the wonders of THC had wiped my mind as efficiently as one of those little zappers in the movie Men in Black. Instead, I decided to power walk down four flights of stairs outside and look at the address on the side of the building. The man patiently waited on the phone as I could hear workers bustling and phone lines ringing off the hook behind him. About 30 seconds later, I hit the outside door and was standing in front of the building. 3908! That's it! I yelled into the receiver. Alright, 3908. What street, sir? He said, cutting my celebration shirt. Oh, fuck, you would ask me that, I said, remembering saying this verbatim and hearing a fart noise pass through my head. Panicking, I did the only thing I could think of and began jogging to the end of the block to look at the street sign. Yes, this actually happened. The man on the phone sighed. As I was three quarters of the way to the street sign, he said something that stopped me completely in my tracks. Sir, do you maybe have a piece of mail that you could look at with your address on it? He said, starting to sound more annoyed and less like a good sport. I do, I said, turning around and jogging back to the apartment. I was so high that I didn't consider I was close enough to the street sign that it would have been smarter to just get there and read it off than it would have to turn around, go all the way back up the stairs, and look for a piece of mail with all of my information on it. So, for another minute and a half, this nice man on the phone listened to me jogging, breathing heavily, ascending the stairs much slower than I went down them. As I was up two flights, the street name magically popped into my head, and I stopped and sat down on the top stairs. (sighs) It's... It's Harold Street. I remember it's Harold Street, I said, sucking in big gulps of air. 
Okay, Green, is it a house or apartment? He said. <sighs> apartment, I added. What is the apartment number? He said. I paused and took a big sigh. <sighs> Let me get up the rest of the stairs and look at my door, I said in defeated agony. Hang up on the piece of shit! I heard someone yell behind the man. The man hung up, deciding he was a sport no longer. Looks like dominoes again, I whispered silently, as disappointed in myself as I was in my consolation pie, as I let my flip phone close.